Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, probably the worst loss of the year, it feels like, to the Packers this last weekend, Jim. They kind of they, they got blown out by the Packers. That was embarrassing. Uh, that was not a professional effort. Uh, I wanted to see Jaron Hall play quarterback, and now I regret that very much. He was terrible. Um, and I, what really strikes me in trying to figure out you know, what's wrong with this team is that Jaron Hall, when he was kind of thrown in against Atlanta, with low expectations, hey, just fifth-round draft pick, hoping he can go out there and be functional, he actually played really well before he was hurt. Dobbs shows up last second to throw him in, and he played great. And it almost feels like the better these people understand the playbook, the harder it is for them to play in this offense. I think that's a testament to Kirk Cousins being really smart and adaptive and able to adaptable and being able to run this offense at a high level. It also might mean this, this offense is too difficult for the average NFL quarterback. Uh, Mullins, Dobbs, and Hall have all failed miserably at running this offense. Uh, also, the defense was terrible. And I think that points out that uh, their personnel failures in the secondary are catching up to them. You know, they get nothing out of scene. They get nothing out of booth. They get nothing out of, you know, the opportunity to draft Kyle Hamilton. Um, and I think Murphy, although he's not a great player, the drop-off from Murphy, who's a good professional cornerback, to the people who had to play with Murphy hurt is just immense. And I also think the fact that they got no, almost nothing out of Marcus Davenport. Uh, they yeah. needed a bookend pass rusher for Daniel Hunter. With Davenport out, teams can double or triple Daniel Hunter. Uh, with Wanham hurt, there was really no other pressure, and that gave Jordan Love an opportunity to just throw the ball to people who were open by 20 yards. Yeah. I was. Uh, I thought I saw it in your newspaper today about Davenport and how his contract was structured. And even though he's on IR and played in what two games or something, 118 snaps. I thought I saw he's still getting his full contract. That some of the bonuses uh, that he is is getting, uh, even though he's injured, because it was only written in that it was only if he injured the same shoulder he had operated on. So other injuries didn't matter. So it's it's a it's a roll of the dice when you pick up these guys with injury histories. Yeah, and I think this was a bad roll of the dice. Yeah. Uh, you know, listen, injuries can happen to anybody at any time. Kirk Cousins was one of the most durable players in the NFL until he wasn't. Uh, you can't do anything about that. Uh, Davenport, not only did he have an injury history, he had a reputation as somebody maybe didn't care a whole lot how many snaps he played. Uh-huh. And here, you know, and the impression, you know, we got, uh, reporters and writers around the team got, was when we talked to him early in the season, we talked to him after his first injury, you just never got the sense that he was dying to play football. Mm. Uh, when he did play, he made a big difference. He's a very talented guy. Uh, he is a, a special pass rusher. Uh, but you never got the sense from this guy that there was a lot of urgency and a lot of pride in playing the game. Mm. And this just feels like a, an easy paycheck for him. I've heard it said by ex-players that uh, they played football because of what it did for their life, not because they loved it, because it's a physical, painful thing to do. And, and uh, you know, it's it happens. Uh, guys are in it for the cash in a lot of cases. Yeah, and uh, some guys play for – I, I've run into some players who love the game. Mm-hmm. I've run into more players who love the paycheck or love the camaraderie with their teammates or love being an NFL player. Uh, it does take someone special to want to live this life and go through everything it takes. Mm-hmm. Really, the one I think the most common attribute among NFL players is they do have a sense of pride in playing for 
the guys next to him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you might not like your general manager, you might not like your coach, you might not like the game, you might not like the injury risk, but you play because you care about the guy next to you. You feel like you owe them your best effort. You never got that sense from Davenport. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, hey, Hicks could have stayed out the rest of the year after he had that su- the surgery on the compartment syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fought to get back. Why did he fight to get, fight to get back? Uh, part personal pride, part because he felt like he owed it to the rest of his teammates. Yeah. He's one of those guys uh, that you want to yeah. be in the trenches with. The Vikings have some of those guys, but not enough of them. So we're two years in. We're about to head into maybe the biggest offseason in Vikings recent history, not having a quarterback or anything. And and right now, at least, what kind of grade are you giving Quasi Adolfo Mensa? <sighs> I'd have to give him – I have fluctuated on this through the year because I try to give him credit for the good moves. I think Addison was a good draft pick. I think Mekhi Blackman has some promise. I thought Hawkinson move was a good move. Um, but at this moment, given Davenport's failure, given the failure of the backup quarterbacks, uh, lack of depth on the roster, the fact that Scene and Booth should be starting for this team and they aren't even functional players, i got to give them a D right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about... Uh... Uh, Brian Flores over on the defensive side a few weeks back, I would have said, man, he has set himself up to be a head coach next year in the NFL. Now they haven't played very well these last couple of weeks. Is he still going to be the hot commodity? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that he is at odds with the NFL and a lot of NFL owners probably weren't going to be interested in him no matter how well he performed. Combine that with 90 points over the last three games. Uh, my guess is they're going to go up some points in Detroit. Against a very good offensive team, I don't think he's going to be a hot commodity. Now, mm-hmm. here's here's the thing: I think we all know Brian Flores can coach, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, it's they're on a bad. They went on a, a great run where the defense was one of the best in the NFL, despite all their personnel problems. Now they're on a bad run where their personnel problems are killing them. Uh, I don't put it all on Flores. I think though that with Flores, his philosophy is we're going to get to the quarterback. And we're going to get to the quarterback in time to hide our personnel problems on the back end. And we're going to get to the quarterback. And because our whole philosophy is getting to the quarterback, we're, there are going to be areas in the secondary where receivers are going to run free, and we're just going to get to the quarterback before he can get that ball to them. What we saw against the Packers was when you don't get to them in those situations, people are open by 10 yards, by 20 yards. So... It is a high-risk defense. It's a high-risk, high-reward defense, but when the pass rush doesn't function, it doesn't work at all. Yeah. And you know, it's the opposite of Donatello, who's like, we're not going to get to the quarterback, but we're going we're to make you get first downs and keep moving the ball. We're going we're gonna to play conservatively, and we're going to hope that we can make a play at some point during a long drive to keep you from scoring. It's complete opposite, and, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a bad system. It just requires a pass rush. And when and the Packers said, hey, we're taking Daniil Hunter out and we'll see what he can do, and they couldn't do anything. Yeah, they, and when they lost Wanham, too, after last week, yep. I- injuries have That's been a, a one. It's been a big story of this year's team, the injuries, obviously, no, with, no with Cousins leaving. I, I find it hard to put too much on the coaching staff this year because of the uh, ravaging injuries that they suffered, uh, you know, especially the Cousins one, but other major injuries as well. Yeah, I mean, Cousins, I think if Cousins had been healthy the whole year, even with all the other injuries, they'd be a 10-win team, and we'd be talking about a playoff match. Yep, yep. Uh, 
Um, Jefferson got hurt. He's been an you know he's durable at LSU. He's been a durable NFL player. He gets hurt for the first time in his career. He misses a bunch of time. Uh, Hicks goes out for a while. Uh, Murphy might be his you know other than Cousins, Murphy might be the key injury because they have no depth at that position. Uh, and then Wanham going out hurt the pass rush in a game where they really needed. The injuries really are the story. You don't want to you don't want to relieve any responsibility of the coaching staff. But I really do think the injuries are the story of the season. Yeah, uh, I, I felt like that too. Uh, I'm, I'm talking with uh, Cal Soderquist of the Timbers today, so I won't talk with you too much about them. Uh, but a little bit, a little bumpy here lately for the Timberwolves. Yeah, I, this, they're in the midst. They're 11 games into the toughest 16 game stretch of the season, mm-hmm. um, and they're seven and four. That's pretty good. Yep. Uh, now. What's interesting here is that the offense, their shooting percentages are very high. They have a very good shooting percentage. They have a very good three-point shooting percentage. Uh, they, you know, Edwards is scoring a lot. They have a lot of strengths offensively. But what we continue to see is too many turnovers and too much, you know, not enough ball movement. Um, and I do wonder if, they, if they're one offensive player away from being as good as they can be. Uh, listen, they're still in great shape. They're the number one seed. Uh, they're playing well. You know, there's there are no no real red flags here, but I think they can be better offensively. And I wonder if they're going to, you know, the fact that Kyle Anderson is just not shooting at all the way he did last year, yep. um, and Jake Milton has not given them what they thought they're going to get. I do wonder if maybe a Tyus Jones addition, or or maybe Kyle Anderson for somebody who can just, you know, who can be good defensively, who can also offer offer something more offensively. I, I think there's some roster manipulation that could happen here in the next month or two. Yeah, uh, uh, a good 3 and D, as they call them, would be nice. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Jim, thanks so much. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. Thanks. Yeah, Jim Suhan joining us here uh, live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan. Brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Cardinal Hockey tonight from Faribault, 7 o'clock.